The Pittsburgh Steelers struggled on offense again. We had time, some time to look at the All-22, and it gets us a lot better of a picture as far as what was going wrong on offense. Mitch Trubisky, Matt Canada talking about that. Joining me to, to talk about that is Wes Euler. We'll get into that offensive line play and grades from the from the Week 2 performance. All that right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit the like button on this video. If you enjoy, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content whenever we have time to release it. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Of course, Prize Picks is the daily fantasy made, made easy game that you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Joining me today, as I said earlier, Wes Euler from Steeler Nation Radio, also the Ears and Beers podcast, um, and also other projects. He's all over the place. My man does everything. Too Wes, much. how you doing? Too much. Yes. I'm great, Chris. It's, uh, it's good to be back with you here. It's been a couple weeks i was nodding my head at the intro music there we're we're back baby indeed we are back um but so was the menial steelers offense last week you know oh, people were hoping that it would take a step up um and 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 show some progress and it didn't it looked almost the same as week one and there was a hope that hey maybe 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 mitch trubisky matt canada someone would get it together and that you'd see more of those shots downfield it just didn't happen and now it's getting to the point where it's like okay everyone's patience is getting tested now i i will say twitter is not the place to evaluate whether or not someone's patience is getting tested because their pay twitter's up is up in arms over every I'm little glad thing you said that too because i always feel like twitter is like the the pulse of the real world but it, it's not. It, it's not it's, it's, it's the pulse of the the angry people it, it, it really it really is. It's just the people that just want to be mad every day. And, and especially when the Steelers lose on a, a, and it's Monday and they got they just they got to be mad about something. But mm-hmm. I, I want to say this. I went back and I looked at the all 22 and I'm telling you, Wes, the more and more I watched, the more and more I was like, Mitch Trubisky, this Not is good. Th- this is this is really bad. And there are things that I don't like about Canada. There are things that I think that he needs to scheme up better. Uh, and I think there's the timing of some of his play calls could be better, but man, I mean, there like people, you know, I was going back and forth with some people who were saying like, oh, there were no shots down the field. There was no open receivers. The Patriots were baiting them into everything. And I'm like, you didn't watch anything. You, you just, you're just saying <laughs> things because you're mad. And I retweeted this where we are not allowed to show film on this show. It's, it's owned by Techno. It's against the rules. So I can't show you the film here, but I, if you want to go to my car account, uh, Derek FB, uh, tweeted this video out, and I was like, "This was something that I saw as well." There was a a, a play, a route combination where it's a very simple read: Patriots and cover three, which means yes, the middle there is a middle of of the field safety, but 
it was a route combination where Chase Claypool ran a deep in and George Pickens ran a deep post behind him. And so it puts this, that middle safety into the decision. Do I come down to help with Claypool or do I stay back to help with Pickens? And he went down to help with Claypool. And in a cover three, when you do that, your outside corner has your corner that's on that side has to maintain outside leverage for that zone to make sense. So it gave George Pickens the end zone. I mean, there's no one else in front of him. Mitch Trubisky could have lobbed it and he would have came down with it and probably scored a touchdown. He doesn't even look his way. He doesn't even look at Claypool. He checks it down to Pat Frymuth, and it was like, man, what 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 was that? And like like and it was a clean pocket. There was no pressure. There was nowhere. All, all he had to do was just look down the field and and make the throw. And it was time and time again where you could say the same thing. The interception was one where he tried to go down the field, but there was George Pickens wide open in the flat. That's why George Pickens was very frustrated in the locker room on you know, on, on Sunday after the loss. He is getting wide open. Deontay Johnson is getting wide open. Chase Claypool is getting bracketed. I will say that. The Patriots made a, a concerned yeah, effort. to take him out of the game. They wanted to make sure that this you will not beat us with, with, with this guy. Um, and, and they made sure there was help on him. But when they're bracketing somebody, somebody else has got to be open. And, and the more and more I watched – it's just there There are a lot of things Mitch Trubisky is not doing. And if, if it was a rookie, I'd get it. If it was Kenny Pickett, it'd be like, all right, you got time to grow. This is your sixth year in the NFL. Those are basic concepts that you need to get and get right away to take what they give you, and he just didn't. It's like the Patriots were were baiting him on Sunday afternoon, right? I mean, they yeah. were just they were asking him to take some shots downfield, particularly yeah. over the middle downfield, mm-hmm. and it was just non-existent. You're right, Chris. I, you know, I, I left Acrisure Stadium on Sunday thinking, yep, yeah, Mitch wasn't great. I didn't think the play calling was great. Offensive line wasn't great. You couldn't run the ball, right? Like, I'm thinking sure. there's a lot of equal culpability in the lack of offense from what we saw on Sunday, right? That's what I'm Absolutely. thinking as I, as, I, as, I, as, I, as I leave the stadium and I'm driving home. But, man, you're right. When you, when you cut on the tape, and it's, it's Monday, obviously, as we record this, when you cut on the tape, uh, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, whenever, it's not great, particularly for Mitch Trubisky. Again, that, that doesn't absolve all those other issues that right. I just mentioned. Absolutely. Matt, Canada, Matt Canada has been far from perfect. The offensive line has Absolutely. been far from perfect. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris he's, is He's made some bad reads. He's struggling to, to, to read the holes and to hit those holes. But all of those things could be aided by Mitch Trubisky hitting a couple shots downfield. Back the defense off a little bit. Let your offensive line, like you mentioned, on some of those plays where Mitch is getting a clean pocket, the offensive line is doing their job, you're able to pick up a 20, 30, 40-yard gain. All of a sudden, they're feeling better about themselves, right? Oh, all right, well, we got this. We, we, look at that. We, we can do this. We're good. You know, all these different things that kind of trickle down from that. To me, I, I, there is not any one person who is, who is culpable for the offensive struggles. It is still a, a shared dysfunction but I do think it's pretty clear. I think the the largest share of that dysfunction goes to Mitch Trubisky. Again, that's not to absolve Matt Canada, the offensive it line, Najee, right. any of that. But when you go back and watch the All-22, there were plays out there to be made. Not a ton. Not a ton. Not like we were sitting there and saying, oh my goodness, if we only had a quarterback, this could be a top 10 offense in the NFL. N- not, not anything like that. But enough to score more points. Enough to elongate more drives. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're just not seeing it. And I think, to me now, the question becomes, okay, is that because of Mitch and he's just not seeing the field, he's too timid, whatever it may be? 
is that maybe an onus from the coaching staff of they don't want Mitch to take those risks. They want to play everything close and get in low-scoring rock fight type games, right, and see if the defense can be the difference or special teams can be the difference. But it's clear it's just it's not working through two weeks. And it is only two weeks. Right. But, man, in a couple weeks the schedule gets a lot more difficult and you better start getting some things figured out. And you better at least become a lot less predictable to these defenses because, man, if you're not going to take those shots downfield, Bill Belichick and company, they just laid out the perfect blueprint to beat beat the Steelers. Absolutely. We'll talk more about this because we got my grades coming up that Wes and I are going to go over as far as it. And uh, if you enjoyed my grade segments last week, we're going to be getting into some things this week. So do stay tuned. We got a lot to talk about here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Toro. Now, if you don't know about Toro, Toro is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, or the United Kingdom. Book a a spacious SUV, minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver a car right to you every trip is backed by liability insurance terms conditions and exclusions apply ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at turo.com Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wes Euler, who is doing some Adam Schefter tweeting. That's what Wes is doing. Whenever you see Wes go to his phone, it's like, oh, got to break some news over here. I'm getting, catching wind of something over here. But he doesn't want to, like, break it, break it. He wants to let the world – He's it's just for him right now. So I'm just letting y'all know what Wes be doing I, over there. I, I, he... I ghost write for Adam Schefter. He ghost writes for Adam Schefter. That's a, that's a, someone needs to make that their Twitter bio. That's actually great. Um <laughs> But, okay, let's get into some of these grades that I've put together. And now, these are my grades. These are not Wes's grades, but I want some feedback on them. I appreciate it. So, Wes, if you missed it last week, this is our grading rubric, rubric that we have here. It's not A, like B, C, this. D. That's boring. This is a different rubric that we have up here. I've displayed it here for the YouTube viewers. Listen along if you're if you're on audio. It's a simple ratings chart with six different types of grades you can get with stars and skulls. If you get three stars, you it. had the you had an elite great game. Like this is an all pro type of performance. If you had if you have two stars, that means you had a great play with a decent game or like a really good day that you put together. If you have one star, you have like a good play with you and it kind of overcame other things. It says like, okay, that's a good day. Vice versa, we use the skull. It's kind of like how you do skulls and stars on decals for helmets when players are are counting things. But the skulls represent bad plays. If if you get one skull, you had like one really bad play without any redemption, but it wasn't like a terrible game throughout. Two bad skulls, as means you had a bad game as a whole. Like you had a lot of really bad plays, but it wasn't like you know the worst game ever. But three got three skulls is like you had the worst game ever. So there's our grading rubric. Let's start with the bad news first. And we're going to dig because we kind of talked about this already. I only, there were no three skull guys. I didn't put Mitch Trubisky in that category, but I did make him the only two skull guy. And I'll get into why there's, you know, the other guys that deserve skulls and got skulls in this game. But when I looked across the board, he was the guy that was put in the best position to make plays who didn't make plays with Wes. And to me, that was why I put him in that situation. Like this was a bad day. I wouldn't say an all time bad performance because we have seen all time bad performance at quarterbacks. (laughs) This wasn't that, but it also was the game that he needed to find a way to win. 
Completely agree. And again, go back, watch some tape. If you're an all-22 junkie or if you just find some different clips throughout Twitter, there were plays to be made there. There were open receivers. You mentioned it, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. A lot of single-high coverage from the Patriots just daring the Steelers to take a shot downfield. And so while that's a little harsh, I also – think it's fair I mean it was not an all-time bad performance by Mitch Trubisky we've seen a couple of those in Pittsburgh at quarterback mostly in 2019 we've certainly seen a lot of those across the National Football League all right Um, but I I think that's fair absolutely thank you for your for your honesty there all right now let's get into the one skull guy so these guys that had like a bad play or it's kind of a bad game but not like I'm not coming here to crush you but these were my one skull guys I had a Kella Witherspoon Larry Ogunjobi, Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, I put Larry Ogunjobi there twice by mistake. Tyson Oluolu. Uh, sorry, that's what I get for being in a rush to put these together so we can record with Wes. Uh, but Akella Witherspoon, mainly because he got beat on that deep ball and he was picked out. I didn't feel like everything else was egregious. The one thing was just he was in good position. He just yeah. didn't jump at the right time, and Nelson Aguilar just straight up mossed him. Ogunjobi and Oluolu primarily because I felt they could have done better in the run defense part. I felt like Ogunjobi needed to win more of his one-on-ones in the pass rush as well. And then, of course, a Gunnar Olszewski for the, for the muffed punt. I don't put the whole game on him. It was a big moment. It was a really bad moment. Uh, yep. But he also had a really good run, and I didn't feel like that erased his moment, but I wasn't going to give him two skulls for that because it was like, hey, you know, that was a brief moment where he made a mistake versus, you know, an entire game where it was like, man, you cost the team big. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Akello and Gunner both there. If you take out those, if you take out the muff punt and you yeah. take out the, uh, the the Nelson Aguilar, we was catching him unlike Aguilar. If you take out the, <laughs> the, the, the Nelson Aguilar from there, um, those, if you take out just those one play for each, they were they were fine performances, yeah. But unfortunately, that's not what football, that's not what sports are, right? So so you're absolutely right there. And then, buddy, I'm with you, Ogan Joby and Alu Alu. Again, watching watching some film this morning. Not that I spent hours into it, but you know, Wolf Craig Wolfley and I like to watch uh, some some clips on Mondays before I, I produce him and Max Stark's show in the locker room. Um, and the run defense, shades of last year. I mean, and I know neither of those two were, well, Alu Alu was on the roster. He was just right. hurt the entire season after the first game in Buffalo. Ogan Joby was obviously in Cincinnati. Neither of those two were, were you know, part of the run defense struggles last year, but it looked like same church, different pew. I mean, it looked like the classic, oh, I've seen this before. You know, it was last year. It was in the preseason as well, too. Them just struggling against the run. And so, yeah, it starts up front with those guys. We know yeah. in, terms of, in terms of your run defense, right? I mean, the, the onus is on everybody there in the box, but particularly your defensive linemen, like you said, they have to win those one-on-ones to allow your linebackers to play downhill uh, and to snuff out the run game before it gets going. And it was quite the opposite on Sunday, and particularly in the fourth quarter when you, when you just needed to try and get the ball back to your offense one more time. Uh, New England was was just able to have their way on the ground. Uh, absolutely. And, and I also think it's important to note, most of that having their way came in the fourth quarter when yes. they had been on the field for a lot of the time. So I think part of this is also that defense is exhausted, but that's also very concerning when you're about to face the Browns on Thursday night football with really two days rest. So right. 
there's some serious concern there moving forward and something the Steelers should really look be, be looking at, uh, you know, just defensively and moving forward. Because I think that, you know, Terrell Austin, I think he's they've schemed up a lot of good things, in my opinion. Like I, I've actually seen I, I think that they, they've been competently in place and that's been good. But you got to win more of your one on ones. And that's what this defense was put together to do. I think that with with guys like Cam Hayward, with guys like Larry Joby, even with uh, even with TJ Watt out, I, I think that there is a um, uh, a sense that like it's like, hey, these guys need to be winning more of those one on one situations. But we have more guys to get to. I want to get to the offensive line because, as you see, I didn't list any offensive linemen there. I don't think so. I was gonna say, uh oh. Uh, so, like, uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I'll get into why that's the case, but I'll get into all my stars here in just a minute. We also have a clip from James Daniels that I think will be interesting to kind of watch also for one of his facial reactions. You all see what I mean. It'll get kind of funny at one point. Um, so we'll get to that in just a minute here. But first, we got to talk to you guys about prize picks. Now, if you don't know about prize picks, I said it earlier, they are the new daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. If you're bidding your fantasy sports, this one's easy because all you have to do is pick anywhere from two to five players that you think you have a beat on how they'll play in fantasy that day. And then all you have to do is say whether they get more or or less of the de- of the designated prize pick stat line. If you're right on that, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And you're not competing against other people. It's not like you're in a pool with thousands of people that you don't even know. All you're doing is competing against prize picks and the number that they give you. And this isn't just about the NFL. There's Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, college sports, and so much more. So download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports and First-time users receive a 100% 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. Go to sodopricepicks.com or download Prize Picks in the App Store or Google Play Store, and be sure when you do to to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for for that si- at sign up to get that instant deposit match up to $100. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast of Chris Carter. He's Wes Euler. Wes, let's get down to the, the nitty-gritty here about some of the other things here. Um, I, I want to get to my star grades here because these are, the, these are the guys that did well. And honestly, I, I thought that there were a lot. This is also why I don't think this was a bad, bad game for the Steelers. It was it was bad that they lost it, sure. But this was not a game. like you, If you go back through my skulls, I really only listed a few people there because they were the ones that costly. But, yeah. like, you know, the offensive line, Mitch Trubisky said, I'll take, I have to take credit for the two sacks because he was holding on to the ball and going into places he didn't need to go to. But the offensive line, I mean, they held their own. I, I was, I thought the Patriots might be able to get more pressure in this game than the Bengals did, and they really didn't. And neither game has Mitch Trubisky been under siege the way that we thought he would be. Now the offensive line isn't blocking that well uh, in in the run game, but there's parts that I think are good, and I highlighted that with my one star grades here, Kevin Dotson. Uh, I, I and Chakuma core for to me were the guys that stood out the most as far as doing the best as far as picking up things that the Patriots were trying to do. But my other one star guys, Deontay Johnson, I mean, that two point conversion catch was ridiculous. Uh, you know, Najee Harris, even though he did miss those holes, the one touchdown drive they had was because he got going. And, and this is a game where he could have disengaged. And one thing I'll say about Najee Harris to Wesson, uh, let me know if you disagree with me here, but 
when you see a running back who's getting slammed in the backfield time and time again, or is is dealing with rough situations and not seeing holes, they're gonna they're gonna miss the holes that are there. Sometimes you saw it with Derrick Henry early in his career when the tight when people were just loading up the box in the Titans and, and because they weren't scared of whoever the quarterback was before Marcus Ryan Mariota. Tannehill. Yeah. There you go. Um, so the, the, that was happening then, and even for Pittsburgh fans, Rashard Mendenhall in the in his early years of his career, he wasn't seeing the field too well. He his vision was bad. And then when they got Marquise Pouncey and things started to open up in the middle, then his vision picked up and he had a really good playoff run up until the fumble he had in the, in the Packers game, which any Steelers fan knows really on David Johnson missing that block. Uh, <laughs> not that I haven't, not that I haven't let that go or anything, but, um, but, but I just think that with those guys, I'm actually a little bit happier than the, the, uh, with those guys. If I'm looking at this as an evaluator with those players specifically, also one-star guys, I said Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, I thought there were some catches he could have pulled in, but he still scored a touchdown. Cam Hayward was kind of the lone force up the middle I thought was helpful. And Alex Highsmith, though he did not get home on a blitz, he did, I think, help in the run game a, a lot better. I'll also point in DeMarvin Leal for the breakup he had. Wes, is there anyone I'm tripping about here, or do you agree with most of the guys, or is there someone I left off? Hmm. I I might have had Najee with with one skull instead okay. of one star. Um I love the Marvin Leal on here though. I tell yeah. you what, if you're if you're looking for some things to hang your hat on, if you're looking for positivity, if you're if you're looking for some good from that frustrating loss on Sunday, it's starting to look like it's coming together for him. It's it's only week 2. And he already has a role to play out there. I think that's encouraging. Uh, with you on Pat Fryermuth, with you on Cam Hayward as well too. Uh, I think you're right. He was kind of the only force there on the interior of the offensive line. Now context, I think I would have liked to have seen Cam be a little bit more dominant, maybe like he was against Cincinnati as he was going up against a a rookie offensive lineman for the second straight week. But obviously, no T.J. Watt. That makes it easier um, for them to focus on Cam, and I think that that was part of it as well too. but yeah, I, I'm with you on most of these. Like I said, I, I maybe Najee's a tough one for me. Um, There's and, also neutral, which I was th- debating because, yeah, yeah. like, I, I thought about that. But when I look back at the plays that he made, Wes was I, I was seeing him, you know, one catching the ball. This mm-hmm. this guy fi- finished the day with a lot more yards. Like, people were going, he oh, was, he only had- he was he was great out of the out of the backfield a- in exactly. terms of receiving. Yeah, he had he had 89 yards total on on yep. 20 touches. Um, and that's not dominating in a sense, but he was what opened them up in the one drive that they scored. That's why I gave him one star. But I wouldn't be mad if you, if, if someone was like, hey, yeah. I think that yeah. was more of a neutral performance. I also think, too, we should say this. It's it's clear that Najee Harris is not 100%. Um, oh, yeah, it's obvious, that's, yeah. That's not, that's he not won't helping say it. things. He won't say it. They won't say it. Um, but all you got to do, all you have to do is watch, I think, to to know. So that is a good point by you. He is still effective out of the backfield when, when they're using him in the pass game. Um, they've just got to kind of find a way to get him going in the run game. And like I said, too, you go back and watch the All-22. It was, it, was not a, it was not a Mona Lisa from the offensive line, okay? No. It, was not, it was not the Sistine Chapel and artwork from the mm-hmm. offensive line. But there were also a few plays for Najee. There were moments made. they did well. There were, there were some moments out there. There were some holes. There were some plays for Najee uh, to make that he did not make. Uh, so... I think good returns in the past game, but you're going to need a little bit more, obviously, on the ground. We got to get Wes out of here soon because this man's a busy guy and he's always <laughs> hopping on shows. But I wanted to I want to talk to you about my two and three star grades. I'm sure, going to give sure. you I'm going to there's one player in, that got each grade. Okay. So 
So, uh, so, so uh, you, real quick, is everybody else who you didn't mention is just a neutral, right? Neutral. If if you okay. have not been okay. named so far, there are there are two players in the Steelers that I'm going to name for my two one for my two star and one for my three star. Can you guess yes. who those two are? I bet you Presley Harvin is one of them. Oh, I'm mad at myself for not putting him in there. That's a retrograde. I'm going to fix that later. Presley Harvin deserves two, two stars. I'll give him two stars for punting because I thought he did a really good job at there. Oh, man, I because I don't ever grade special teams like that because it's just not one that I, 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 I do scrimmage play a lot. But, okay, Wes, you get a point there. Yeah. Wes, Presley Harvin deserves one. But I, I got Make two a Fitzpatrick? Guys. He's one of them. Yep. There's one um, of them. Not kidding. Cam, no, not Cam Sutton. Um, he, he's not a person that you heard his name called too much in this game. But it's because he was in position a lot. Arthur Mollett? Uh, nah, actually, I think Mollett had some plays. He had some good plays, but he had some bad plays. I thought he was very neutral. The guy I'm talking about, though, at the two-star spot? Oh, good call. Ter- Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. He I played mean, a solid game. He really did. I went back and looked at it. He was targeted. He was targeted twice. No catches. He was in position all the time. And the Patriots love to go after the strong safety. They used to love to pick at Robert Golden and all yeah. those guys at the Polamalu. They couldn't go after Terrell Edmonds. Now, Mallette, Sutton in the slot, that's where I think that they got a lot of their traction. The one thing I'll, bu- I'll jump back about Cam, though, is like I didn't want to give either of those guys skulls because I felt like they did enough yeah. in combating that they never got crushed in this game. And I don't feel like they, they, they were – too costly they were in position a lot of these plays were just designed like hey you know what the patriots made a really really good play in that situation which mm-hmm. sometimes you tip your hat to but terrell edmonds he gets my two star but you guessed my three star wasn't really much doubt doubt about it it's make fitzpatrick back-to-back three-star performances for him uh i mean the interception he set up was wonderful make fitzpatrick as i said terrell edmonds was targeted twice and gave up no receptions make fitzpatrick was targeted once uh and that wasn't even the interception that was uh that was it was just a time where he kind of came over robert spillane to help Impressive. um but but uh you know make he, he continues to be that superstar safety on the back of the defense that keeps everyone safe and i you know again the patriots their big play that they made was a keller witherspoon just getting jumped over by nelson aguilar in single coverage that's not on the safety that's that's a hey you made a great play but if teams got to make that great play every game i don't think they're going to always win that matchup with akella witherspoon yeah chris i don't know if any of us thought that we would be here you know here's here's maybe some more positivity for for steelers nation after a a rough home opener i don't think any of us thought that after 2 weeks we would be is confident maybe too strong of a word but this confident in the secondary yeah. Now, through through two weeks, the secondary has shown well. Obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick, what he's done over the last two weeks, it speaks for himself. There's a reason why he was uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week in Week 1, goes out there and forces another turnover in Week 2. Great call by you. Edmonds quietly had a very nice game I, I on, very good. on Sunday. Um, again, you take out the one mistake from Akella Witherspoon, which happens when you're a defensive back in the National Football League. Those plays are going to happen. I thought he was solid. Cam Sutton, if he's able to to reel in that interception, oh, man. all of a sudden we're talking about Cam Sutton, too. Look how great he's been. With, with two traded interceptions. With, back-to-back yeah. weeks with turnovers as well, like Minka. Um, and I thought Levi Wallace, not, not a world beater, but was solid as well, too. So that's maybe... Again, if if you're trying to look for, because it has been over the last 24, 48 hours, a lot of negativity, a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of the sky is falling. As happens after every Steelers loss. It it certainly does, um, as it it relates to the offense, particularly this year. Um, 
I think the other side of that is, man, we were asking a lot of questions about this secondary. You know, there's no Joe Hayden. There's no unquestioned number one corner walking right. into, into training camp, showing up at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. You bring in Levi Wallace. Akello Witherspoon, he was great down the stretch last year in the last four or five games, but not so great before that. Which guy are you getting? That, I think, is is a good building point here. Those Those five... I think have performed at a at a well, certainly Minka certainly Edmonds um, those those five are performing at a varsity level and and that's going to go a long way while you're you're trying to figure this thing out because the defense is they're going to need those type of performances I wouldn't call it a great performance by the defense you know uh, one turnover no sacks it was a, um, it was a good day but it was but it was a this good needs to be a great day for this defense that's the, that's the problem is for for the Steelers to win games right now the defense needs to be great like they were in yeah. Cincinnati it's hard for the defense to be great without without their Watt. best player they yeah. can still be really good and I think they were pretty they were really darn good. good I think they were pretty darn good on Sunday. Um, but but you should feel good about that secondary, and I I think reason as well too that they could get better as the year goes along because they are still real. I mean Levi Wallace is new; it's only Akella Witherspoon's second year. Um, I, I think there's they're they're cooking with some fire on the back end there for sure. Absolutely. Look at Wes Euler using varsity terms and stuff. You can tell he's on SNR because he's dealing with Mike Tomlin all the time, getting his Tomlinisms. Wes, we got to let you go. Thanks so much for joining the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let people can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yes, sir. Uh, Steelers Nation Radio with Arthur Motes at noon. Uh, you can get us uh, wherever you get your podcast. Steelers Blitz uh, is what you search there. And then, yes, as, as Carter's always kind enough to let me plug for you tortured Mountaineer souls, uh, ears <laughs> ears and beers, and uh, in the gun, the uh, the two WVU shows and, and podcasts that I do as well, too. Do, do check them out. Wes is amazing. Thanks, Wes, for joining the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check out my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette on Pitt Athletics. Also, check out the Lockdown Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Subscribe to the show. Be back tomorrow. We might have a crossover early in the week. Stay tuned. It's going to be a fun one. <laughs>